You're listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. This is Topazu. I'm going to play a couple of tracks, and I have a special guest uh, with me. But I'm going to play uh, a few just things that I like right now. So stay tuned.
you are listening to Infinite Beat. This is Radio Valencia. Um, right now, you are listening to Lustmore. This is this is the uh, Transmutation Void Mix, is what it's called. I believe this is from Soundtrack. And before that, you listen to Suicide. That's Surrender. That is for Valentine's Day, <laughs> which just recently passed. Uh, before that, we had Maximum Joy with Silent Street, Silent Dub, one of my favorite songs of all time. And before that was a new track from Theme that's called uh, Centauri. So today, I have uh, a very special guest. He is from Pyramid Records, which is my favorite record store. One of my favorite record stores <laughs> of all time. I don't want to exclude anyone. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Um, but I have Bobby here from Pyramid. Hello. Hi. 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 Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I've been wanting to, to have you in the studio for a while. And uh, for those of you that know and those of you who don't know, Bobby's a really great DJ. You all, <laughs> you all see him at the store hanging out. And basically DJing all day, which I think is kind of cool. And you get to get a glimpse of, of his musical taste. Yeah. Yeah. I think the store kind of makes me a lazy DJ, though, because <laughs> it doesn't seem that um, that critical. I'm like, oh, I'm just putting on another song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for those of you that don't know about this magical, magical place, what is Pyr- Pyramid Records, essentially? Um, tiny store on 24th Street between South Van Ness and Shotwell. Um, really small. We just kind of try and carry what we think is interesting. Um, I say we, but it's kind of just me. <laughs> but also, my friend Alexa works there on Sundays, and we've got friends who come in and um, fill in shifts and contribute. And It's also kind of based on who... It's a buy-sell trade, so the folks who come in and sell things are a huge part of what ends up in the store mm-hmm. but um yeah i've been doing it it's been like eight and a half years or, or more than that even i don't know i lost i lost count but yeah. um the store used to be there were two of us um mm-hmm. my friend chris opened the store and then mm-hmm. a little while after that invited me to come in and take half and then he retired and it's just me it's just you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things about Pyramid that I think is so special is that it, of course, it's a very curated uh, record store. So the records are fantastic, and it definitely has a, a different perspective, I think, than other record stores in terms of how you're buying. Mm-hmm. But it looks, like, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I'm just a little OCD, so it's like, <laughs> I feel like if I didn't, if I wasn't so interested in the way it looked, I could just sell things online, but um, I love having a store. I like, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of it, and setting up the store is actually way more interesting than running the store. Running the store is just kind of working retail, and I've done that forever, but it's like, mm-hmm. that wasn't that thrilling, but putting the store together was like the best for me. Yeah. But I like doing all the shopkeeper stuff. I like sweeping outside on the sidewalk. I like, you know, tidying up. <laughs> <laughs> Rearranging, redecorating. I don't know. But the pyramid has such a very... It almost has a a design like perspective. Because I'm, I'm, besides being a huge music nerd, yeah. I'm also a design nerd. So I pay yeah. attention to 
what people are doing in that world as well. Well, I think they're all connected. Um, mm. I kind of like to... Um, it's not like reading somebody's personality, but I kind of like to... Um, you can tell sometimes based on what somebody's wearing, maybe what their apartment looks like or what they're listening to, mm-hmm. what kind of movies they like. Like, they're, like taste goes across the board. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'd always worked in clothing and furniture stores, and I don't think it's all that different. And I just mm-hmm. kind of thought, why not make a record store look like a clothing store, like, you know, furniture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's all kind of like tied into each other it's Mm -hmm. all it all inspires me in one way and one inspiration leads to another so Mm -hmm. thanks for noticing (laughs) of of all people i would notice every book every piece of furniture uh Mm -hmm. the way that you merchandise things Mm -hmm. the way that you're you're presenting pyramid records even the logo i feel like has a oh it's so funny it was like the quickest cheapest thing it's so simple but Simple works. Simple works, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to have Bobby take over the show for a little while, and then we're going to come back and, and have more of a chat, because I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, was there anything that you had specifically in mind in terms of what you were going to play today? Um, well, I just did the back room of F8 with my friends Scott and Matt. Um, mm-hmm. We do a night called Other Stranger at the Stud. Mm-hmm. every third Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not one this month, and so we moved it over to F8. But um, I was kind of inspired by, by what they were playing, and we all kind of don't know what we're going to bring when we play records together, but we kind of keep each other in mind. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's silly. We were saying last night, and it's like a little embarrassing, but we all like learn stuff from each other every time we DJ. Oh, and of course, yeah. Of course, you DJed with us our last one mm-hmm. um, at the stud. And we were all freaking out about what you played. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Sometimes you get to um, go back and forth with friends, and it's just like, it doesn't feel like a job or anything. You just, yeah, yeah. I get giddy. I get really kind of like excited. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized I had everything pitched all the way up when I was teaching. <laughs> so it's just like, I got frantic. I get a little manic when I'm, when I'm playing with friends because you want to do show and tell. You also like want to fit as much as you can into the thing and you want it to sound good totally i had the same you and i are so similar (laughs) um last night i dj'd and i had a i always have like a mild panic attack when i dj (laughs) yeah because um there were some issues with the levels so i had to really check my levels oh yeah and then i was just like doing way too much yeah (laughs) and then i panic And then I'm not listening. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just playing things. Apparently it was fine, but... um. I don't ever really think. I think I just blank out. Um, I always kind Mm -hmm. of feel like I'm just making a mixtape anyway. It's not like... I don't stress, but I don't do the smoothest transitions. I don't really think about it. And then it's like, oh, whoops. (laughs) No one really cares. I don't think. (laughs) I don't care. And people who do care... um, they can come and teach me how to do it better. I'm open. <laughs> or they can just understand that you have a different style. Yeah. I think true. also my priority is just to play interesting songs and mm-hmm. not to make this like mega mix. I don't knock that because I'm so impressed by people who can mm-hmm. just smoothly beat match and stuff. But I'm just more of a like, what feels good after this? <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but you know. 
Here and there, it totally works out. I think I usually find the best combinations when I'm actually just kind of winging it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always go in with a plan, so it's mm -hmm. like you kind of scramble and grab something, that it's like, oh my God, that sounds so good, and then you kind of make a note of that, and it kind of becomes something that happens next time, maybe, but... Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I can keep talking and talking, so you should turn my mic off. I'll just play music. <laughs> well, that being said, you're listening to Infinite Beat. I am Topezu, and you're about to listen to Bobby from Pyramid Records blow your mind with the coolest records that you're going to listen to this afternoon. Uh, so stay tuned, and thank you. Thanks for listening.
looks at me out of the corner of his eye. And there's no train in sight. That's when my fear is trained. Nothing could happen to me. Do as I do.
listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. We are back, and I'm here with Bobby from Pyramid Records. Hello. Hi. Uh, what are we listening to right now? This is Stereolab and Nurse with Wound. This is Trippin' with the Birds. It's the like 20-minute version of Simple Headphone Mind. I love this record. Me too. We were just talking um, while we were playing music, because one of those tracks was a Stereolab um, like offshoot, turn on. Mm-hmm. It was a little EP that they did. I feel like people never really think of Stereolab as being that weird because they have such like a pop thing about them. Um, and in fact, I guess Stereolab approached Nurse with Wound to do a collaboration, and what's his butt? I, for- I forgot his name. <laughs> he was like, no, no thanks. Like, mm-hmm. just totally thought like you're like a top of the pops group or something. Like, no thanks. Interesting. And then they sent him a few tracks, and one of them was. They've done so many things that are just based on, like, a Faust track, or, like, so many of their songs are just named after the inspiration that they kind of snatched up to make the track. Mm-hmm. And I think he just kind of came back to them, like, okay, sorry, I was wrong, let's do this. <laughs> and, like, he, like, remixed a few tracks of theirs, and they mm-hmm. did a 10-inch um, called Crumb Duck, and they did this 12-inch, and they're the best. My friend Derek played this in the yurt at Gaze Hate Techno last, this mm-hmm. past spring, and, like... It was like a high point in my year. I was like, <laughs> I won't describe how I was, but I was like <laughs> rolling around on the ground laughing. It was great. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. So uh, we should continue to talking about Other Stranger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Other Stranger is really interesting because I think um, it kind of harks back to like when we really were embedded into kind of the scene here sure and it was kind of post-punky but electronic yeah um it had like a really abstract kind of more of a experimental vibe yeah and now that electronic music at least in the city seems to be really diversifying but also becoming a little more commercial sure other center definitely harks back to to in my opinion, some of those beginnings, but also in a completely different perspective. I think that's a good way to put it, because I don't think yeah. that what other people are doing, like, I don't think, it's it's not that what they're doing isn't weird, um, and I don't think, like, we're the weirdest people ever, <laughs> but I think that um, you sometimes lose the experimental side mm-hmm. when you're trying to keep a dance floor full. And I fully understand that because you can just accidentally clear it out just by playing your favorite song. So it's like, right. but I think our idea, um, and this is really Scott's baby, Scott Moore. Um, some of you know him from Limp Wrist and Flesh World, but he uh-huh. is, his solo stuff is like really, really crazy, kind of drudgy um, Electronic, and he's he's just going in such a cool direction right now. But I think the premise of this is to kind of keep it weird, but also the idea of like um, rethinking what is danceable anyway. Because right. like I call a lot of things dance music that other people don't call dance music. I mean, like if you think about it, like waltzing is that is dance music. Like you Very can dance so. to mm-hmm. any music almost. But I think we kind of like the idea of. Um, I think the first one that we did was just such a surprise because we didn't know if people were going to um, show up. And lo and behold, like we just had so many friends from different 
I hate the word scene, but like different scenes kind of came together and we had like people who were, who we knew kind of more from like, like punky stuff and people who were in more experimental circles and people who were in like dancey circles and people who were like, like, like super gay stuff and like super straight stuff. And it all just kind of came together nicely. And mm. it's also just neat because I think we're trying to kind of provide a place where people who play weird stuff but don't necessarily want it to be like an art gallery setting because sometimes when you do experimental or ambient things you kind of get stuck in this like stuffy circuit so I think the idea that it can be fun and it can be like late night at the stud and we love the stud so much I feel like I I mean like I can't say it enough I love the stud I love its owners and like it's like a collectively owned bar in San Francisco and I think it's just like a really nice home base for us to be able to operate out of. Yeah, definitely. But again, Scott Moore um, is really kind of in charge of this, and then there are some resident DJs, and we have Matt Sussman, who's been part of it, and we have you, and I like want you back all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, I, you know, as someone who does this, too, it gives me an opportunity to, this is just my perspective, mm-hmm. um, it gives me an opportunity to be myself. Because totally. in terms of, of music and my background and where I started getting into music as a kid, it really was just being like a weird punk kid who yeah. loved post-punk records. Yep. Um, like, for example, like Maximum Joy, which I played earlier, totally. was one of my favorite records as a, you know, young, a young woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's great... as a young woman. <laughs> as a young woman. <laughs> and it... It's great because that is the thing that I, I, is the reason why, is the sound that got me into all of this. Definitely. Yeah. Me and too. I, I don't feel like, it, there's a pressure, I think, for DJs too, to, of course, play for the crowd because you want to share music, but there is, you know, a need for us to also be able to be experimental. Totally. Yeah. I've always been a little bit, I feel like I'm a, um, I'm like self-centered when I DJ. I'm moody, so it's like whatever, whatever I feel like is what I end up playing. Yeah. Or unfortunately, if I like plan ahead and I pull records, sometimes I'm like pulling records at like three in the morning the night before, and I'm like tired and it's quiet and dark, and I pick like a really dark set, and then suddenly it's like the next day at happy hour, I'm like, oh my god, I've only brought like <laughs> dismal, dismal, bleak stuff, but. <laughs> It happens. Which, you know, people can drink to. Yeah. <laughs> I do have the happy hour, too, over at the stud um, called Yang Yang, and it's every fourth Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's six to nine. The idea is kind of like post-beer bust cool down, maybe. But mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like a cool down, because I just play whatever. But mm-hmm. it's hard to promote it, because it's not like a party party. But I think the idea is, like, if you want to go have a drink... And have like the best music in the background. That's yeah. that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, I you know, I've had this conversation with a couple of friends too, where you know some of us are getting older, <laughs> or some of us have really early jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be like at work at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's kind of missing is a happy hour. That's oh, really totally. cool. Yeah. I just also think coolness doesn't just happen at like two a.m. I think you can really do something good at any hour yeah. so i don't know yeah definitely. and also every day of the week too i really do feel like i mean my friends do a night at the stud and wednesday is called cosmetic and it's always worth going to like mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. 
And like, who would know Wednesday, you know? Yeah. Well, Wednesday's popping. So so I'm going to let Bobby continue blowing my mind with these DJ sets. Do you want me to tell you what we played? Yes. Does that matter? Please. (laughs) First, we started with um, Paradise Island. It's Jenny Hoiston from Eraserata. This was a solo album she did in like 2004. Um, And I think at the time, everyone was expecting it to sound like Eraserata, and it sounded like... Um, what the name of that track was was Mind Wash, which is totally what the whole album sounded like. And I was like the world's worst roadie for that tour. I would like, she actually drove the car. I just sat in the passenger seat. She would drive around. I would like sit and sell t shirts and like watch her dog. And like, I forgot to collect money from bars. I was so terrible. I was just like, <laughs> it's terrible. But she was so wonderful to me. But that's like a really great album that I think sounds even better now than it did then. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Thick Pigeon with Subway. Um, then we had Sandy from Sandy and the Sunsets, which is like a YMO offshoot with Zoot Kook. Um, Art of Noise with Comes and Goes. Prefuse pre- 73 um, with Trish Keenan from Broadcast on vocals um, doing 9,000 Suns. We had Clang with Flying Triangles of Ice. Then that Stereolab offshoot, Turn On with um, Delimiting. And then we had Bill Converse with like a long, like murky banger called um, Shuck. And yeah, Bill also just did Other Stranger recently. And um, he's put out really great stuff on Dark Entries out of San Francisco, Josh Chan's label. And um, I'm a fan. And he's super nice. Oh, God, he's nice. Oh, he's a doll. Yeah. Yeah, I adore him. But um, yeah, so that was that. And again, we're playing Stereolab and Nurse with Wound in the background right now. And we're going to lead off with a song that I just found this year, Robert Wyatt, who I'm obsessed with. Um, I don't even know where this comes from. I'm cheating. I'm playing it on my laptop because I don't have the record yet. It's like a B-side of a 7-inch or something. But um, I always think of my friend Nick. It's called pigs in there <laughs> <laughs> and you just played with nick last night that seemed really cute I'm it's jealous. also year of the pig but yeah yeah, yeah which is perfect it's nick's year <laughs> <It is. laughs> all right <laughs> all right well you're listening to infinite beat i am topazu we're here with bobby from pyramid records again just blowing my mind with a huge stack of amazing amazing records so stay tuned Driving, um, driving through Wiltshire, very nice countryside, sky, ground, all that sort of thing. Natural marriage of uh, natural resources. And I'm looking out the window, because I don't come from that part of the world, and I said, um, what's that over there? And it was sort of um, a sort of low, grey concrete thing. It was all surrounded by fields, really nice trees, but there was a sort of low, like a sort of a large square of concrete, like the foundation to a building that hadn't been built. It had little walls, little, about a foot high or something, would look like that. Maybe two foot high, two foot high. And in fact, it was a sort of, the top of it, in a, was a sort of flat roof. And I, I thought, oh, I see. And then um, I pointed as a car got past it. I said, uh, what was what was that? And the, um, the uh, country person who was with me uh, said, oh, um, 
that's where they keep pigs. I thought, oh, yes, I see, that's where they keep pigs. And the sun was shining down, and the uh, grass was green, and it was all very lovely driving the country. And I suddenly uh, thought that what that building must have been like from the inside. Equals 
94, 49 and 94, 94 and 49. Relationship between 47 and 2. It's magic. 
We don't know where it came from. Can't imagine where it goes.
And we are back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, so what are we listening to right now? Right now in the background is just Nico Fearfully in Danger from Nico and the Faction, um, Camera Obscura. Nico's 80s stuff, don't, um, don't sleep on it. It's so weird. It's really good. Um, she, at that point, was, I mean, still just really kind of heavy, sadly, into drugs, but she was making really, really incredible stuff, and at one point, I guess, um, toured opening for Susie and the Banshees and got booed off stage so many times <gasps> they just canceled the tour. I think that, like, punks at the time were like, ew, she's from, like, classic rock era because of, like, Velvet Underground, but um, it's a shame, but this record is so cool. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I had so many other songs to play, and I just talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. Well, I like talk talking to you. Is I the know problem. we love talking. <laughs> but what we had played earlier, we started with Robert Wyatt Pigs in there. Then we did um, Takako Minikawa, the Kangaroo Pocket Calculator. Then we kind of did the Throbbing Gristle Family Tree, which is like such a cheap trick on my part, but it's like it's all I really want to listen to lately. But it was Throbbing mm-hmm. Gristle, Hot on the Heels of Love, um, Psychic TV. From the Alien B in 12 inch, which Dark Entries um, just put out, I think it was maybe like a year, year mm-hmm. and a half ago, but so excellent. So, so excellent. That was like one of the mixes on there, the fourth mix. And I'm forgetting which one it is. I'm a jerk. But um, then we played Coil. It's the Wrong Eye um, 7 inch, mm-hmm. which is generally on 33, but I play it on 45. Mm-hmm. And that has Rose McDowell from Strawberry Switchblade on vocals. Mm-hmm. And her partner was part of Coil. Um, what's his name? McDowell. Drew. Drew. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's awful. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> Whoever. Hello, hello, Drew. He did. He did play two shows <gasps> oh. at Recombinant Media Labs. Oh my God! So, so cool. Showcase. I yeah. love Coil. I love, love, love Coil. Um, then we did Chris and Cozy, um, Little Houses, the B side of October Love Song. Um, then we did Severed Heads, George the Animal. That was an old original copy that I have, but another one that Dark Entries reissued at one point, and that's just so worth having. Um, then we did Limp Wrist, which I'm like, just kind of filling this up with people that I really like, but um, Scott mm-hmm. Moore again, kind of took over the music for two tracks on that album, which is otherwise like punk, hardcore kind of stuff, and then mm-hmm. suddenly it just gets like really, really crazy but um mm-hmm. martin's on vocals and scott just kind of did his thing and it sounds so great and i don't think a lot of people turn to that record for a track like that but you know limperist who knew i mean you you apparently you and i both played yes, limperist last, last night, night. <laughs> i think that's really cool two peas in a pod yeah <laughs> Then again, we I played um, Jenny Hoiston, her Paradise Island project. Um, A.B. was the name of that song. Another one that's just like... That just kind of mixes in as a transition track perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, so many of these songs are just like... They're so weird and they almost... As an album, it works perfectly. But then as like individual tracks, it can kind of just mix into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um and then I forgot where we went from there. I think we went straight to Family Fodder, which is like, they typically do like post-punk. Mm-hmm. People know them for like Debbie Harry, that single, which is like really frantic, but Warm is what we played. That's like the weirdest song they have. And um, then there was a broadcast 
like little transitional song from. They did a series of little three inch CDs that were tour only. Mm-hmm. I think you could buy them off the Warp、um, website, but it was just all kind of like filler instrumental stuff that they just didn't use.、Mm-hmm. So each one I think had like maybe 10 tracks or something. It was called Microtronics One and Two.、Mm-hmm. It's hard because so many like computers don't even have disk drives anymore, so you get a three inch CD and it's like. What can you even do with it? But I put it on iTunes a long time ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I still have it. But、um, that was, I think, Microtronics 6 that we played.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, I think we just jumped straight to Bjork,、um, Pluto from Homogenic. And、mm-hmm. that's another song that sometimes people leave the room or they just don't get it. But I, <laughs> that song is. Really, still so outrageous. That song's from what, like 97 or something?、Mm-hmm. And it's just really, it's like super aggressive. And I love Bjork. I mean, I don't, I love Bjork then. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But I still love her. I don't know, whatever. But the stuff from then is still so advanced. I think all this stuff, if you think about all the Throbbing Gristle stuff, it's like 1977.、Mm-hmm. And it sounds so fresh.、Mm-hmm. And it's also like when you think of the other things happening in 77, it's like, Not to disparage it, but like if you think of some of the straightforward, like just punk stuff that was happening, like I'm not a big Sex Pistols or Ramones fan, so I can kind of like dismiss them accidentally, <laughs> even though I know what they're worth. But it's like if you、mm-hmm. put Throbbing Gristle next to like the Sex Pistols, it's like wow, like they were really doing something. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I li- they're both important, but you know. Whatever. So I think、We're、that's、biased. everything I played. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very biased. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we played. I、okay. want to thank you for having me. Yeah,、too. thank you for coming. Also, you wrote your track list on a flyer. Oh my gosh, yeah. On the other side, on February 22nd at the magazine,、um, once again, I'm just like plugging.、Um, Josh Chan is doing a release for、um, Rory Garrett's Hot Rod to Hell. And it's going to be a record release party, a film screening, and a poetry reading. And、um, it's like X rated poetry, too, which I know I'm doing a reading. And I don't think anyone wants to hear anything X rated coming out of my mouth, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. You do have a very soothing voice, though.、So. It's, it, it'll be a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, though. All right. Well, you're listening to Infinite B. This is Bobby from Pyramid Records. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I, I had, had fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> Just, we, I had a blast. This is really inspiring. So,、uh, you're listening to Infinite Beat. This is Topazoo. You just listen to Bobby from Pyramid Records once again. And have a great night. Thank you. <laughs>